welcome to My Side of the Fence, a weekly quarantine podcast with me, your host, Caitlin, and your other host, Trisha. She's also here. She's just on her side of the fence. Trisha, how are you doing? I am good, Caitlin. Uh, I just had a yummy dinner, played a little Elder Scrolls online, because now I'm a gamer girl. But yeah. <laughs> like you weren't before. <laughs> well, I'm like, I'm a, what they call, what the internet calls the master race, quote unquote, which probably is a problematic phrase nowadays. I mean, it's kind of. Super, super is, yeah. <laughs> kind of was problematic to begin with, but I mean, that's a whole nother, that's not a subject that the internet's ready to talk about yet. But, um, but yeah, no, now yeah. I've moved to computer, which is a nightmare. Um, Caitlin, how are you? <laughs> Yeah, doing fine. Just living that working lady life. Mm-hmm. She's a and working lady. That's true. <laughs> that is definitely what we should take from that. <laughs> no, I mean, this week we've been trying to work on our healths. I think I, I alluded a couple weeks ago to the fact that I had put the Noom app on my phone, but I had not yet opened it because I didn't want to weigh myself. And I knew that was part of what Noom asks you to do, uh, because one of my counselor friends was like, love everything about it, except the fact that you have to weigh yourself every day. That seems like crap. (laughs) And I will say, I started Noom just the other day, and I will say that the weighing yourself every day thing is unpleasant. But what they try to reframe it as in the app when they're like telling you why, because again, the app's really big on telling you like why you're doing things and like why they want you to try things is to like take the stigma away from variations in your weight. And so that was kind of cool just to see how they frame it. I mean, like statistically, you're not losing a huge amount of weight day to day. And because of weight fluctuations, like you shouldn't take that as gospel. It's interesting to to finally be on the noom train. So at least for the next couple weeks, we'll see how it goes. And then we'll see if we want to go past the free trial. But really been enjoying the, the food logging because other programs I've used have definitely encouraged like mindfulness at each meal but like the actual act of logging your food i know other apps do this the way noom sets it up as like the green yellow and red foods where like even if it's a yellow or red food like you do get a certain amount of that kind of stuff every day you can portion it however you like you can use your whole red zone on one thing like who cares so like but then you know you have to like just look at the choices you're making throughout your day and like kind of question why you're making those choices so i've been enjoying it so far but that's been that's been my week so far yeah yeah uh she kate she as in caitlin as in you that was a weird way of saying it you how dare you um last week after we finished up recording uh, caitlin and i were talking about before we officially started the noom train uh which caitlin is the one that got me on it uh, to try out for the first time <laughs> We just, we'd made a pact to not eat out the next month. Uh, we started that on the 15th. And I mean, I've noticed... And we've been doing a good job. We've been doing such a good job. We got, like, my side of the fence, we got breakfast out one morning. And then uh, I had to order... I ordered an in dinner because I was just feeling like crap, like quite literally. So, but other than that, like, we've all been doing... We've all been doing good. We've all been making healthy choices. Uh, we've been, especially now that... Like, three out of four of us are, like, monitoring our food and everything. It's going really good. It's, I think, I think we all feel a little, you know, a little... Yeah, what's... 
Good. <laughs> What's nice about cutting out like the fast food and like kind of the convenience food choices for the next month is that A, it gets us back into cooking at home just in general, but B, it doesn't limit us from ever eating out again. It's really, you know, because we did this past weekend do a car picnic at Cherry Cricket which is not something we do often, but it is truly like doing something to support the community as opposed to supporting our local Mickey D's or Raisin Cane's, which, you know, they'll, they're fine. <laughs> um, I think I feel, I feel slightly better about my choices when I know that like once a week we're having something from, you know, a place that's truly local, that's truly um, trying their best to stay open in these trying times rather than you know ultimately getting coerced into doing whatever's most convenient at any given time which is always going to be something other than cooking for ourselves exactly so i think it's just it's time i think you know no one should shame you for your quarantine fluff but at the same time if you're not happy with your quarantine fluff there's opportunities and ways to to address that right and i mean i know one of my biggest two of my biggest like as far as the psychology of the way I eat and everything, two of my biggest hangups, which uh, the new map I've already started, like I've I've known them anyway because therapy, um, <laughs> but like I'm actually like paying attention to them right now in the present is stress eating. So whenever I'm having a bad day, all I want is like ice cream, you know, like comfort foods. Well, and you think to yourself like, oh man, I'm gonna have to log that exactly. I mean, yeah, uh... and like even just like thinking about. Well, instead of eating my feelings, what can I do that's, like, productive about it? And that's, that's like, something I'm really trying to work on this go-around. Is like, there's a lot of feelings right now, a lot across the world, for a lot of reasons. So many. And just, if I were to eat ice cream the entire time that I've been in quarantine, then I would have put on a lot more than just 25 pounds. Um, <laughs> so, and the other one is um, convenience eating, absolutely, like... There are days when I just do not feel good, where I have no spoons and I just want to order in. Like, and like, even if it's just me, sometimes it can be like, depending on where I'm getting food from or what I'm in the mood for or what does or doesn't have free delivery, like, I'll, I can drop like $25 on food just for myself. Like, so yeah. just the, just the fact that we're able to save money and actually put our money into places that we want to be more selective about. And also being able to like see that we can save that money because Caitlin and I went on a shopping adventure this weekend and I found an <laughs> item I have been looking for for at least a year. Because it's spooky. <laughs> it's time. Halloween! It's Halloween <laughs> in the stores! It's Halloween! It's Halloween! It's Halloween! I don't make the rules. If people could put out their Christmas lights in April for, to support first responders, I could get a Halloween tree from Michael's this weekend. And I did. They had a, it, was it was amazing, and it made me so happy. Caitlin can tell you all about the happy dance I did around the store when I found it. Oh my god, it was so funny, because, like, <laughs> most of the stores, most of the craft stores we did, we did swing by Joanne's and Michael's uh, the other day, you know, pretty briefly, yeah. just, you know, to see if the Halloween stuff was out, basically, and there's very sparse selections at both of those places right now. A lot of it, like, fabric and... and well, it's understandable because, like, they're still trying to unload, like, their spring selection that they never got, like, that they got the full amount of. All that Easter stuff they never and sold. <laughs> so there's just, there's tons of Easter and spring crap that, like, normally this time of year would be long gone. Yeah. 
that they can't unload. So, like, it's clear that, like, those stores, like, didn't order as much, like, Halloween stuff as they normally do. Yeah. Where they're rolling it out more slowly. Right. At the very least. And so it was kind of slim pickings, which is fine. We just wanted to see some Halloween spoopy stuff in the wild. Right, yeah. But then those trees, there were these black pre-lit like Six goth Christmas trees, trees and it was incredible Ugh. and you got one and I'm so happy for yes you. I'm so excited so a little background because I know that like our prime listeners unfortunately they don't know me that well um I love Halloween first of all second of all we start Who doesn't love I Halloween? mean bitches love a Halloween yeah so sorry we typically in the first week or the, usually the first day of October we put up our Christmas tree and decorate it entirely in Halloween stuff. And then the day after Thanksgiving, we change it over to Christmas. Because you gotta keep that spoop up. I knew, knowing Michaels and knowing how rare these kind of trees are in the wild, um, I was like, I'm getting it now and I don't care that it's July 19th. Because <laughs> I think all last year, like for months, you were looking for one. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was looking for something. We even went to the Oddities and Curiosities Expo trying to find something. Like, god dang. It's true. But yeah, so that was that was my yeah, little happy not to nugget. Mention, uh, something that would not, an event that would not exist right no. at this moment. And if it's online, I hope that we can have all the vendors' info just in one space. Because so I can actually like buy stuff from people. Because that would be really awesome to still be able to support those local artists and artisans and all that fun stuff. This year won't happen because we can't keep ourselves... Because we're we're a bunch of crybabies with wet diapers, and our president only just now decided to say, "Hey guys, what if we just like wore masks? Because everything's going to get worse before it gets better." It's like thank you for for saying that. Almost six months into this, like you're you're, you're a real pal, you're a real guy. <sighs> so yeah, fat tub of lard, fat tub of crybaby pee lard. It's okay, we only had to have 130,000 plus people die before he said anything, but it's fine. I think we're at 141,000. Okay, cool. Yeah, as of today. Wonderful. I mean, and and the, the thing that's, I hate to use like, ableist and sizes terms, because, I mean, he is a fat tub of lard, True. but at the same time, I'm also kind of tubby, <laughs> and other people are tubby that are not gigantic evil monster humans. Right. And, you know, so, yeah. But at the same time, fuck that guy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I understand, <laughs> like, the the emotional, uh, not labor, emotional responsibility that saying those kind of phrases takes on. However, the people in my life that, again, that are bigger, they, they don't act like that. And... No. Uh, and, you know, people say, like, oh, don't comment on his health, don't comment on his mental health. But when he talks like somebody with dementia... It's kind of hard not to comment on that. Yeah, he, he super does, though. He, he super does sound like he's got dementia. Yeah. He sounds like he's sundowning. Oh, yeah. It's real it's hard, real fast. And, like, I am not the provider who is treating him. Yeah. So there's only so much, like, ethically that one can guess. Right. Based on what we see in our world that is 24-7, like, news coverage yeah. uh, with, like, clips that you can, like, get pretty mm. up close and personal with, you know, at least moments in that person's life, which is very different than even 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean. That's a thing. But, yeah, it's like we uh, constantly have coverage of everything he does and says and everything. Like, it's just, it's, like, how are you supposed to? Yeah, taint right. I mean, from the way he stands to the way he speaks to the, 
the word salad to the loose associations to again like it just it reads like sundowning exactly. and like maybe he's just a deeply stupid person yeah that could be true but the reality is is that if you look at videos of him from 20 years ago he doesn't act that way exactly so i mean like genuinely you know you can come to your own conclusions you know yeah uh but the reality is that looks like something that you know we recognize yeah exactly and i mean it's just sad that like this is a, a, a true thing that's happening and there's nothing we can do or say about it like we can't change it in any way shape or form um like the uh, edith wilson who was the wife of woodrow wilson famously ran the white house for like the last year of his life because he had yeah. uh he had oh god what was it why am i not thinking straight but he was really sick at the end of it and like could barely hold a pen like i mean the same the same kind of goes for reagan oh, yeah. i mean they propped his half dead corpse up for like you know the last year or two of his presidency yep. you know they just kept giving him candy so that he looked coherent yikes and um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's Reagan and the Jelly no, Beans. Yeah. I mean, that's not. I know. I mean, it's not an unknown. Oh yeah, factor exactly. For, for what they were trying to accomplish at that point, yeah. um, you know, what's interesting about the the press conference today is that, you know, for the first time we started hearing like some common sense uh, things coming out of you know his mouth, and really it was just a direct response against the fact that his poll numbers have been dropping dramatically, and so it's like, well, I mean, I can't like. I'm I'm still mad. <laughs> There's still 141,000 dead people. Yeah. But like if you're doing the right thing for the wrong reason, fucking fine at this point. Yeah. Whatever. What the fuck ever. Yeah. Just fine. Fine. Yeah. Like, the, tell people to wear masks right. to own the libs. Fine. Whatever. Yeah. Like it's like at this point are his poll numbers going to truly go up like any if at all? Like what is what does he think that it's going to get him like that's who knows who knows i mean I, it's bonkers i mean it is it is bonkers yeah. i mean the other thing that interesting that is happening today in dc is that um mitch mcconnell actually is finally saying that he'd be pro another stimulus disbursement package which would also include uh funding for for several other arenas including schools presumably to help with uh telelearning distance learning yeah so we're actually going to probably be hearing about that by the end of the week because it sounds like it's got bipartisan support Good. except for fucking Rand Paul, who eh. I think his neighbor like punched him in the face one time and he sounded like he had it coming. So, right. you know, kind of fuck that guy. Kind of fuck that guy. Like not in the kind of fuck way. that guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously it's, it's a, a lot too little, a lot too late, but at this point, same as the mask thing, fucking fine, fine, just make it happen. Just do it. Like, Where just, the fucking... just fucking make it happen. Right. Because there's so many people that are going to be affected by the ends of the mortgage, uh, and rent moratoriums, which there's been some pressure on Jared Polis to extend those because other states have extended theirs. Yeah. And he has not yet extended it in Colorado. So, I mean, things like that are coming up. And I think it's fueling a lot of anxiety for people. Um, the student loan pause uh, for payments that was going on, that ends in September as well, right. I believe. And the extra um, $600 I, a paycheck for um, unemployment ends that's on, supposed the to end on the 27th. 25th. 20, 25th. Yeah. Okay. So it's days um, away. Um. <laughs> right. I mean, you know. They're really getting it down to the fucking wire here. Naturally. But at this point, yeah, like, that that's the thing, is that there's lots of reasons to, to stay that out as long as you humanly can for, for the Republicans, and one of which, you know, not the least of which is 
if you lose your home and you don't have a physical address, you can't be registered to vote yep. from any address. So if vulnerable folks lose their housing, then, and, and if they still need to register the vote, they can't. Yep. So, I mean, it's not like there aren't sundry ulterior motives to like doing it this way. Absolutely. But ultimately my, my desire to make sure that people get something at this point, because we have long passed the point when it would have been timely is just like, fine, just do it. Fine. Fine. Just like we, you know, the, the next time for us to start trying again to get people, the things they need is right now, but we're not going to like turn our nose up at some bipartisan support to actually get something done. Exactly. Like we can't, We can't just sit here as much as I want to, like, be able to say, like, well, we need more than this. Like, we need to keep working towards it while accepting what we can get, too. So, like, it sucks. But at least it's not like Ivanka Trump just said, like, just go get a job or anything. Oh, wait, she said that. Oh, you don't you don't like your job? Just get a different one. Oh, you you don't have a job right now? Just go get a different go get a new job. Right. Because she's totally had real jobs that weren't based around being a botox piece of shit and being on tv with her daddy and again you can have botox and not be a piece of shit good for you she's a botox piece of shit yeah i'm sorry if the botox fits you know do you know that botox can actually um stop migraines yeah that's actually what it was originally uh invented for um they noticed that it caused muscle tightening in the skin as well so then they started using it as a form of botox for your face I've, I've also heard of it being used to um, people who, like, sweat excessively. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Getting like Botox the... shots under their arms. Yeah, yeah. that's so, right. I mean, you know, Botox is some interesting shit. No, right? Like, good for that, I guess. You don't have to be a piece of shit yeah. to, to use Botox effectively. Hell, and, nah, you don't. And reasonable limits. Yeah, I mean, it's really unfortunate that, like, I mean, talk about body dysmorphia. Just look at Jared Kushner. Oof. Poor guy, like, used to be... Kind of like a, a normal looking dude. Right? Well, even Trump used to wasn't, be normal looking. Bad looking at Well. Yeah, like. More, more normal more looking. More normal. Yeah. Like, his hair pieces were never good. Um, no. <laughs> but, yeah. He looked more like a normal human being. Yeah. Uh, but, like, Jared Kushner, like, it's just, it's, it's sad because, like, when you see people like that that, like, clearly needed help, like, working through whatever it is they didn't like about their body. Yeah. And then they did some really jarring irreversible things to their face right it's like oh can we just can we help you and but it's it's i think it's far too late for for mr kushner well, unfortunately also there's certain people that just don't deserve help after a certain point either like well, it's always going to be mental that's like fair. especially if they have a, if they're if they are mentally unwell then they do deserve help but at some point like you know they do enough bad that you just can't excuse it so well and i mean that's the thing about like for instance, someone like Kanye West, Oof. who lives with bipolar disorder mm-hmm. that he has talked about openly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's that's awesome yeah. that he's been open about it, and especially since the death of his mother a couple of years ago. He seems to have really struggled kind of up and down right. with his mental health. And, like, in the last two weeks, we've seen him announce a candidacy for president and hold a very strange, very upsetting rally oh, yeah. that I've seen kind of clips from, like, pop up online where he, like, takes pot shots at Harriet Tubman. Like, yeah. And unfortunately, like, you can have bad takes and you can be manic. Mm-hmm. Both of those things can be true. That's true. And unfortunately, like, I, I understand that to a certain degree we're, we're giving a platform just by discussing it, but... <laughs> 
when you see someone who's spiraling like that, I, I it just baffles me that, that he's getting the media coverage that he is. Like, from, from larger media right. sources that are reporting it as if it's a legitimate campaign and not someone who's kind of just in desperate need of help. Exactly. Well, it kind of goes back to that article that came out about Johnny Depp a couple years back. Um, where the whole time he was just belligerently drunk and the reporter was like, like you could tell by wandering the- around his mansion. Yeah, like, like Johnny Depp clearly needs help, but he's also not a great person. So yeah. like it's, it's the, unfortunately you, you, you get that echo chamber and you get people around you that like they're yes men and cause they want something from you because you're a celebrity, but it just, it's just not healthy, you know? Like no. celebrity it's, it's dumb sad isn't to watch. I mean, understanding that like it is possible for for people like Kanye West to be dramatically hurting real people with their behavior, mm-hmm. and also being mentally ill. Exactly. Like it's it's. I think it could be two things. Both of these both of these things are true. Yeah. And it's just interesting when you see all of this play out like live, either online or on TV or however you consume your 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 news about the goings-on in the world. But this is also, like, what people see when they look up about what's going on in America. Mm-hmm. And it it's not great, you guys. There's a reason we're not allowed in, like, 165 out of 195 countries or something ridiculous like that. Yeah, I think the Bahamas just shut their doors to us. Of course they did. The, the Bahamas. The Bahamas. Yeah, sure did. Yeah. Yeah, 166 out of 195 as of July 12th, and that was, you know, that was like nine days ago, so that's more than yeah. likely gone up, nothing but up, so. Well, and you said, I mean, because Canada had left their borders open for a while, mm-hmm. and they were seeing that in, like, border towns to the U.S., um, there were spikes of outbreaks where either Americans were coming to vacation or Americans had come across to, you know, get healthcare uh, on the Canadian side. I'm not really sure right. which, like, I'm not sure what, you know, like, I can only guess right, that yeah. those are the two correlating factors. But Vermont, I heard this the other day from somebody who lives in New England, is that Vermont, at the state borders, they've been kind of, you know, for people that are coming in or leaving the state, they're warning people, like, you are going to have to quarantine for two weeks. Yeah. If you're coming in from somewhere else, or if you're, you know... Even if you're just, like, popping over the border and then coming back, yeah. like, you will have to quarantine for two weeks. Which is how it should be. And so, like, like I'm not sure how much, like, they can enforce that, but it sounds right. like there's, like, actually people at the border, like, of the state telling people that. Yeah. It's kind of, it's sad that we need that, but, like, if you're going to be that irresponsible, like, go to a vacation or just yeah. pop over to, like, ugh, it's just, it's just sad. But, you know, I mean, we've, we've had some good stuff going yeah. on in the world this week. I mean, with us circling back to our, our media interests. Yes. After last week when we were watching Cinderella 3, the best of all the Disney sequels, <laughs> in my opinion. And we have done the research, guys. We've watched like four or five others since then. So we, we know what we're talking about. So, Caitlin, we have warned the listeners. We have told them. They are waiting on bated breath to hear your bonkers theory for how it should have ended. Take it away. Yes. So Anastasia, the sister, the redheaded sister, stepsister, who throughout Cinderella 3, like at different points, like they try to make her like the faux Cinderella to the point where like they use magic to like make her look like Cinderella. And, you know, they keep saying like, well, don't you want the prince to love you? You should just be okay with this. And she kind of slowly throughout the movie has this, you know, realization that like, no, 
like this isn't the way I want someone to love me. Like I do want love. I feel like I should deserve love, but like this is not what I this is not how I want this to happen. And throughout the movie concurrently you see her building this friendship with the king and he seems to like her very much actually and you know they have these kind of quiet moments together throughout the course of the movie and he he describes at one point, you know, I met my wife uh because we were both reaching for the same seashell on a beach. And we knew when our hands touched that, like, we were each other's person. And, like, how wonderful is that? And he gives her the seashell, like, as a token. And it's so fucking cute. You see see this giant ostentatious painting of him and his dead wife. And, like, she looks like Anastasia. Mm -hmm. And so through the whole movie, I was like, this movie's about time travel. This movie is about, like, changing the rules and, like, changing your story. Like, at some point, this should resolve with, like, Cinderella and the Prince, fine, whatever. Like, they're in love. But, like, Anastasia should be allowed to, like go back in time, end up on, like, the beach near the castle, and, like, she meets the, the king, and, like, they fall in love. And I was really, really annoyed and upset when that didn't happen. Exactly! What bullshit. I know! But, I mean, she does meet her little baker boy from the second movie yeah. at the end of the third movie. So, like, I mean, fine, whatever, it's super cute. But, like, they built Don't that whole up like arc that, up throughout the entire movie... For that to be, like, a romantic relationship, which would have been really weird because, like, he's super old and she's super young. Right. But, like, if she had traveled back in time so that they could start in the same place, maybe I've just watched too much Doctor Who. I don't know. Okay, but, like, but also, I feel like this is a thing. The whole plot of the movie. The whole plot of that movie. Is changing your fate. Changing time. If you had a chance to change your fit, would you? Don't come at me, Disney. We call that, for legal reasons, I'm calling that a joke. Um, so, yeah, they, they, the, the whole thing was time travel. The whole thing was using the wand to go back in time, to change the past. I feel like there was a draft where she went back in time. Because why else would they just, like, it was so clearly articulated. Like, that painting looked almost exactly like her. Just right? older with lighter and, red hair. I mean, hair. I get it. There's been a lot this week where, you know, John Oliver, for, for one, and other sources have told us, you know, hey, don't, like, just create patterns where there aren't any. Like, I know that's human nature, but, like, there are a lot of things going on in the world where you can draw a pattern and say that something should be the case when it really isn't. But this is the thing where I think this was the case, and it was cut out of the goddamn movie. I, I really do. This is like, I will die on this hill. See, Trisha. and, like, at the beginning of, when they started having her talk to her, his dad, I was like, that's a little... I was like, what's going on there? And then, and like they're yeah, they're like alone in the room yeah, together. Like multiple it's not that rooms. it's like it's not that it's sexual. No. And it's not that it's like overtly romantic. But like these two people have a connection. Yeah. That seems to be more than what you're being presented. Right. Yeah. And like, it was just odd to me <laughs> that we got through the whole movie. <laughs> And the credits rolled, and we even watched like all the way through. Yeah. The credits like, wait, we were wait. Like, Maybe there will be like a post credit scene. Yeah. Where like she ends up going back in that. No. None of that happens. It's bullshit. And Anastasia deserves better. She deserves to be royalty, but on, you know, the right way. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I think we need to write Disney and demand to see the Anastasia cut. Because... Yeah. Where's the Anastasia where's cut? The, hashtag where's the Anastasia cut, Disney? Because... That's right. Like, I don't think it was fair. I, like, again, she met her little baker boy that she met in the second movie, which is fine. They're super adorable together. Whatever. Yeah, super cute. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, again, don't set that up if you're just going to yank it away. For the entire movie. For the entire movie. Like, 15 minutes in, 20 minutes in. Like, it's like, what, an hour 45, hour 30? Like, that's a lot of movie to be like, 
Ooh, there's a lot of movies. Look at them talking together. Oh, the Lord. Like, it's not okay, man. And it happens, like, several times. Several times. Like, at least two to three. I think two to three. And even when, like, at the end, when she's like, I am going to defy my sister and my mother. Yeah. And, like, actually, like, be the good guy for once. Like, she apologizes to him. Like, they take the moment to, like, step away from, like, the actual main plot of the story during the crux of the story. Yeah. To be, like, have this quiet moment where she apologizes. She tries to give him the seashell back and he's like, no, no, you keep it. He wants her to keep it. Yeah. You know why? It's because she was supposed to travel back in time to the beach and they were supposed to both reach for the seashell and realize that they loved each other and yes. grew up in the same timeline. And he knows it's her. He knows it. I think he knows it. Mm-hmm. Because he went and talked to her all alone. I mean, historically on Disney, is like Disney and historical don't go hand in hand whatsoever. So don't at me. But if we're going, historically speaking, would it, unless he's enacting prima nocta or something... Like, would a king ever be alone with the bride-to-be of his prince son? Like, he, mm-hmm. she would have ladies-in-waiting. She would have maids. Like, they would never be one-on-one like that. But no, he did it because he knew. So that's our bon- That's the bonkers theory. So, I will die on this hill. My side of the, the conspiracy fence. Um. <laughs> that's right. That's the, that's the only conspiracy theory that I'm willing to engage in at this time. Thank you. I'll be taking no questions. Thank you. You cannot change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> we did try to venture into some other Disney sequels to try and give them, give them, uh, there's some that Caitlin had never seen or hadn't seen in such a long time. Lion King 2 was pretty good. The songs were not good. They were not good. And I don't know why they try to make Yeehaw a thing. It's not going to be a thing. Yeehaw as a thing was not a thing. Don't and make it happen. I did. I waited the entire movie for the Yas Lions from the gifts, and I was very excited when it happened. <sighs> also, Kovu apparently awakened a lot of things, like <laughs> a lot of young ladies. Uh, uh, not just ladies, <sighs> there are plenty of little gabies and bi boys who also say the same. You know, it's just, I don't know if it's just the muscles or the voice or the attitude, which the vo- would, a, would a himby be a non binary himbo? Oh, a themby. A thembi. Yeah. It would be a non- Or a thembo. Thembo. Them- thems. Thembo. <laughs> a thember? <laughs> um, thembo. A thembo. I guess it would depend on the person. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Hit us up. Hit us up on social media. And tell us what nine, ba- what nine binary himbos should be called. <laughs> Bimbos and himbo- um, him- himbos are an umbrella term. It's all fluid, baby. <laughs> anyway, apparently Kovu fucks. Kovu's and fucking that's a whole ass slaps, thing. Y'all. <laughs> yes. Uh. And um so there's just a lot going on there. Right? Um, there's a whole song that Rafiki sings about why those lions should fuck. He's definitely trying to get them to fuck because Mufasa told him to. It's like an upsettingly overtly sexual song about like, no, but seriously, you guys should do you it. Because my, because my ghost boss told me that you <laughs> Slash should. your grandpappy. Slash me. one of your grandpas. <laughs> Pause. No, I mean, it's, it's like the story is really good, but the music outside of the one song that was used in the Broadway show at the very beginning, uh, the music is terrible. Yeah, no, it's it's hard. No, so. It's a hard no on that music. We also yeah, watched the, the story. Story good, music bad. Yeah, story good, music animation good. I mean, animation okay. Yeah, Andy Dick's in it. That's the only downside. Yeah, he dies though. He dies. Spoiler. Yeah, fuck that spoiler guy. Spoiler uh, on a twenty-year-old movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we watched The Little Mermaid two, which I remember being really good. 
And I was thoroughly disappointed it, in it. Um, <laughs> it was not as good as I wanted to remember it being. I know. Because I've seen parts of it. Yeah. And, like, the clips I've seen, I've always enjoyed. Yeah. And, I, again, I think this is another case of, like, this is a movie where uh, some of the ideas of, like, what the set pieces would be are fun. Yeah. But, like, the, 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 the connecting, like, tissue of the story doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Right. It's like the idea of the story was good, but the actual story and the songs were not. And Eric is the ultimate himbo. His voice is oh, weird. Oh, Eric is definitely one of the Wacko Brother voices. Absolutely. They did not bring the original Eric they back. They did not. It's, uh, no. Super noticeable. It's like when you notice Rob Lowe as <laughs> uh, Simba on the Lion Guard, and every single time I just like look at Ryan and I'm like, bro. That's Rob Lowe. <laughs> because my... Toddle Goblin loves Lion Guard. Always asking for them yayans. And so every time, like, Simba's not in every episode, but, like, when Simba shows up, I'm like, Roblo! Because <laughs> I half expect him to just, like, look at, you know, like, Nala and go, like, and Perkins! And Perkins! And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> well, uh-huh. also, watching Lion King 2 does help your education as far as watching the Lion Guard. So at least there's that. At least you can help your son watch the Lion Guard now. <laughs> I, don't I know. mean, yeah. I mean, he's he's all about all things lions. Lions, yeah, lions. Yeah, um, right now, yeah. he also loves the elephants, and oh. that show features a lot of elephants. He just goes, elf, elf, elf. oh, buddy. It's like I wish I could get that excited at literally anything. I know. There's it takes a lot. But speaking of uh, Lion King and voice actors, we also watched another movie that the voice actor for Kova was in. We watched the extremely goofy movie sequel, and. Caitlin had not seen that at all? Or, or not? Yeah, no, I, I didn't even know it existed until, like, literally two days ago. So that was fun. It's a whole movie about how Goofy goes to the X Games and inexplicably <laughs> is very good at the X Games. <laughs> and how uh, the college system is kind of a kind of a joke and how the job market is kind of a joke. So yeah. it's still relevant. Still fucking slaps. Um, how did you feel? Yeah. <laughs> how did you? How, what are your thoughts, Caitlin? You know, actually, I mean, like, the story was pretty good. I mean, the the thing about the the original Goofy movie, which Ryan made me watch a couple months ago, was that it was it felt like a much more intimate story because it was, like, Max and his dad on this road trip. And, like, you kind of kept coming back to, like, that centering moment of, like, them in the car or a plot point of, like, you know, one of them's falling asleep and the other one's, like, looking at the map or whatever. This one was a little more, like, diffused. Because uh, there were, like, multiple things going on. Also, like, the mean kid from, like, the 80s movie that was there. And he was the only kid in an 80s movie and everyone else was in, like, a 90s, early 2000s extreme movie. Um, that kid's face, I don't know what the anatomy, the anatomy on that kid's face, his face was just all teeth. Oh, all teeth. And it was deeply upsetting. And I was thinking about, like, underneath his giant jaw, like, if it was just all teeth. Because, like, then he goes, like, eh. And you're like, oh god, so many teeth, well, so much yeah, teeth. They also His whole have, face is teeth. They all have underbites. I noticed, like all the bad guys in that movie were like, hmm. but like the one oh. kid, like douchebag St. Clair or whatever. Brad Middle Bottom, uppercut, the, the fifth, upper, up, something, yeah, crest, and like literally the bottom entire oh. bottom half of his face is teeth, teeth, and it's really upsetting. And I think nobody's talking about it. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> nobody's talking about where he got all them teeth, though. Um, Where did he get all them teeth, though? And it's real upsetting. <laughs> and those are my hot Disney opinions today. <laughs> those are our hot so Disney opinions. Too many Disney teeth. Disney. Too many teeth. Lion King 2 has bad songs. <laughs> Little Mermaid 2 Half is of... sad. We haven't ventured into the prequel great. of Little Mermaid yet. I think that'll probably be our next project. 
Okay, but, like, you told me that's where Ariel's mom dies, and that's, like, the biggest thing that happens in the movie. I haven't seen it yet, but, like, it is the biggest thing that happens in the movie. But, like, her mom's already, if it's a prequel, and her mom's alive in the prequel, but her mom is dead in the first movie, one plus one equals dead mom. So, like, basic math. It's it's free real estate. That's fair. (laughs) But I still haven't seen it either, which is, I mean, that's, like, incredibly upsetting. I let myself down. That's like the like the, the one Little Mermaid thing I haven't watched. Like, who am I as a person? Do you think was was Flounder in Little Mermaid two or is he dead? He actually came back um, because Triton turned her back into a mermaid, and then when they went back to Atlantica, which I did not think it was called Atlantica, but fuck fuck off, I know. She, Sounds like a Rihanna song, right? Atlantica. Or like a Lady Gaga song. Maybe a Lady Gaga-Rihanna collab. I don't think they've ever done that called yet. Called Atlantica. And they need to do one. It would be mermaid-themed, and I would be really excited would about it. fucking slap. And Fenty bras for everybody. Fenty bras for everybody! So, Yay! so when Ariel gets down to Atlantica, she runs into a fish that looks like Flounder, that's small and cute and blue and stuff, and then it turns out to be his kid that like runs away, like, what the fuck is this stranger doing? And then um, you come out and you see like this elong- basically looks like an elongated, duller, wrinkly flounder. And his, oh his voice is like, it's terrible. Like yeah, the voice is uh, upsetting. There was definitely also a portion of Little Mermaid 2 where I had to take a work call. <laughs> so I missed part of it. Right. Um, but I'm going to take Trisha's word that it was just as not satisfying as when I walked away. It pretty much was as, <laughs> as good as it was when you left. Um, yeah. Not not any better. Oh, speak, back to referencing to last week about how, you know, the Amanda, uh, Miranda Priestley conversation we had, I meant to tell you. Um, this is the segment where we're going to call it, instead of Caitlin Describes Memes, it's Trisha Describes TikToks. There was a, t- uh, yeah. <laughs> there was a TikTok <laughs> of this lady who, uh, she looks like Meryl Streep in The Devil Wears Prada, and she's flipping through a book, and she's like, so you're not wearing a mask. So you don't understand science. And she goes, uh-uh-uh. It's not a question. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I love it so much. It's so well executed. Oh, man. That's incredible. Yeah, and the nice thing about that kind of meme is it works so well right now in Colorado since we finally put in an actual mask mandate again. So We did. We did. And I, you know, honestly, like, that's been the thing when we've done our little, like, shopping trips and nail trips and stuff is that, like, we've tried to be super respectful of, like, everything that's going on. But, like, we still encounter people that aren't wearing masks and we have to, like, kind of go down the aisles so we're not, like, directly interacting with them. Right. Um, And really what's been nice is that this has reinforced, like, the last... Because I had to go to Lowe's for something the other day and also back to the grocery store yesterday and you know what? Everybody was wearing their masks. No one was arguing about it. I didn't see any huge confrontations happening about Mm -hmm. it, which was good because I had, when, when people first started wearing masks out in public, like I did see some pretty nasty confrontations and people just like verbally or physically attacking each other over masks. So like, I mean, having the mandate really does help because like it just takes the, the needless debate out of it. Like, it's just like, nope, like, you want to shop in this store? Wear a cool. mask. Wear your mask. Right. Like, or you can have, you know, curbside or whatever. Yeah, there but, like, are things in order for you to get your stuff if you don't want to wear a mask and follow the general, the the life dress code. Like, you have to wear a shirt, yep. you have to wear pants, you have to wear shoes, 
It's where some sort of covering. You don't have to wear pants. You can wear a skirt. I don't give a fuck. If you have to wear those things. Cover your bottom genitals and also cover your face genitals. Exactly. Not that you can have sex. I mean, I guess you can have sex with your face, but like. <laughs> it's not a reproductive organ. I get it. But like, cover your, your face genitals, which is a colloquial term I'm using because I'm going to conflate real genitals with holes that are elsewhere in your body. Cover your um oh god compromisable bits. How's that sound? There you go. Cover your compromisable bits. We don't just wear pants and underwear to like hide our our our, our peepees and vajayjays. We do it because it's a level of hygiene. Like I mean, that's part of why we do it. No, it's I know. real weird if someone shows up with their vagina I'm out. just saying, there's multiple layers as to why we wear multiple layers, including face masks. It's like an onion. <laughs> so, I don't know if you saw this from- yeah, So, like, basically, your vagina's an onion. It does have layers. Yeah. Uh, but mine does not smell like an onion most days, unless it's really sweaty out. If, if it I'm smells really like sweaty. an onion consistently, like, I mean, something's happening down yeah. there and you should probably talk to a doctor about see it. A doctor. You can do televisits now where you can ask them about your onion smelling vagina. That way, if you don't want but, to wear a mask to see your doctor about your onion, then right. you'll be good. Yep. Full circle. <laughs> Full circle. I, uh, it. I Stuck the landing. Right. Uh, I saw a reporter, Jesse Aaron Paul, earlier tweet about... Um, fifteen Colorado counties have been notified that they are risk at risk for losing their coronavirus variants, which means that we could go back to safer at home or stay at home orders here in the future. I'm hoping, since we just had the mask mandate go into effect on Friday, that we won't have to do that. However, I know that the the Glenwood King Supers in Colorado, off of Leedsdale and Cherry, I want to say, they just recently tried to arrest a customer who have who was asking the manager why they weren't enforcing masks, why there were people walking around the store without any masks on, and they just called the cops on them. So hopefully we have that stopping. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and like like I was saying, yeah, with our personal experience, we haven't seen anything like that happen, yeah, but obviously things are escalating at other locations for different stores. So I'm hoping, you know, just that we see a level of understanding that I know we haven't really experienced. Right. From our community leading up to this. Right, we have not but, seen the, um, like those videos that are going around. We haven't personally experienced them. Not to say they're not happening. However, like right. we've been fortunate enough to not have to see them. So, yeah, for the I mean, for the most part, since the the mask um, ordinance that's come down, I mean, definitely, I saw people screaming at each other in a King Supers like a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Just people, like, not respecting each other's distance or masking or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, again, it just takes the argument out of it. And, you know, if we can all get this under control over the next few weeks, then we don't have to shut back down exactly. again. Like, presumably. The the one good thing I have been noticing as I've been kind of looking over the CDPHE numbers over the last few weeks is infection rates have spiked. That is true. The death rates have not. That's good. In the same, in, not in a proportionally... A similar way yeah um they are, are staying relatively lower uh all things considered and i think that you know we're doing a better job of identifying those early symptoms than we were at the beginning of all of this because like for example in february we didn't know that uh i don't remember the exact term for it but like losing your sense of smell is one of the early symptoms mm -hmm. and so now people know things like that they know those those smaller things to look out for and to self-quarantine if they're feeling that way to like 
actually make a difference in those early interventions. Yeah. The the thing that's scary is that Colorado's still lagging behind in testing. Yeah. The amount that our labs in Colorado are behind in processing tests is unacceptable. Exactly. I mean, it's up to two weeks. Yeah, which is at that point... At that point Jinx. It's not useful for the people that are seeking the test. Right. In that time frame, you can easily get it and have it. And you have a test that says you don't have it, but... Right. There are the the rapid tests that I know people are getting either in emergency situations or if they are prepping for a surgery. That's another instance in which case you would get a rapid test in Colorado in most circumstances. But those are really the big reasons they would do it. And otherwise, you're, you're getting these, you know, tests that take much longer, depending on who's processing the lab work. Right. And it's just, that's the part that scares me is that like, yeah, we're getting all this data eventually. Right. But is it helping the people who like, need help right now? No, of course it no. isn't. And so again, we're like back to that square one of like, we're just having to hope like people stay okay enough that they can stay out of the hospital. Right. Well that, and it's like back when we had the stay at home orders, when we weren't really supposed to leave our house for like a long time. Sure. Two weeks would have been mildly more acceptable because you could be quarantining the whole time, but we decided that we're going to open early and now people are back in their jobs and you know, we're talking about opening up schools. Like, I'm glad DPS is doing, like, the first two weeks preventatively and then uh, preemptively, rather, and then hopefully more down the line. But it's also, like... Yeah, a lot of districts are still in flux about what they're going to do. Yeah. Which, I mean, I can't... We were talking about that earlier today as well. My, myself and some colleagues, like, what the heck? Like, how... Under what circumstances would it be safe to have this happen? Like, and how logistically would it work? I mean, that, that I've heard a bunch of different proposals about what that would look like. And none of them, they, they either required literally doubling the teacher force. Yeah. Like staff force. But how? <laughs> for buildings, for, mm-hmm. for, uh, in terms of like, you know, could we do like an A day, B day system? Right. Because like on the B day, who the kids are telelearning from who? Yeah. Because their teacher is teaching the other kids. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, are they doing, like, classroom Zooms that, like, go with the in-person kids with the, you know, remote kids at that point? Like, there's so much outrageous amount to, like, work through for something that ultimately isn't safe. Exactly. And it's just, you know, it's (laughs) it's just baffling. It is. Absolutely. So... Hopefully they figure it out. I know Jefferson County's having some struggles. I've got a friend that works up in there as a teacher and they are like, mm-hmm. we're supposed to go back on the third to like get started. She's like, there, there's no plan. There's no plan. <laughs> like, we have nothing yet. <laughs> like they've released nothing. Mm-hmm. And it's just sad. It's just sad that like yeah. we're, that's what we're, that's where we're at. So. Well, and I'm sure people will be, you know, protesting that pretty shortly because oh, that's yeah. just where we are as a group. But one protest that, that has been still happening all week has been down at Greenwood Village City Hall after their, what was it, their city council? Yeah. Said that they would not, you, you explain this better than I do. Yeah, so they decided that they were not going to enforce the law that, uh, the uh, executive order, I think, that Polis signed into effect about um, removing qualified immunity. Thank you. From our police across the state. They said that they are not going to enforce that, that their cops will still have qualified immunity, that they're going to stand behind their officers. The problem with this is the head of the city council, like the top dog, is a retired pol- like police chief from the, Glen- the Greenwood Village Police Department. That's a problem 
because he's basically driving them into complacency and into the the billions of lawsuits, the billions in lawsuit dollars that go into fighting these settlements out of court for police officers mm-hmm. that commit crimes on the clock and get paid for it. Well, and also, like, yeah, just from from the sake of, like, deliberately making it harder for his own constituents to seek justice when exactly. they've been wronged. Exactly. Like, the people that got him into office, like, they can't get the help that they need. They can't get the protection they need because, you know, historically speaking... Um, if you talk to most people that have lived in Colorado long enough, they'll say, yeah, Greenwood Village cops kind of suck. Because they kind of suck. They're they're pullover happy. Like, they're constantly, like, they're not great. Like, when I worked at the, my last job, we got broken into. And, like, we have the police officers right down the street. And as far as I know, they never caught the people. Like, yeah. it's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I can't speak to the quality of the department either yeah, way. I mean, it's almost fair. not even correlated to what's going on with the qualified immunity piece. Oh, yeah. But it's it's interesting, like, I, it is a good, it, good, interesting thought experiment at the very least to think about, like, okay, so why are they so invested in this? Yeah. Like, why is this small police department so invested in this? Exactly. And there's been some interesting reactions because Greenwood Village, you know, there is the, the Fiddler's Green Amphitheater in the Greenwood Village area. So a lot of prominent artists have been saying they're not going to play that amphitheater until this is rectified. Mm -hmm. Not that anyone's doing any shows there right now, but like effectively taking themselves off the schedule for the next year and beyond until this is addressed. And there was actually a big protest slash concert out front of Greenwood Village City Hall. Was it yesterday? Yeah, it was last night um, with the... A bunch of people. The Lumineers and uh, who was the other artist that showed up? Uh, Flowbots. And there was another one that I also forget. But um, the Lumineers and Flowbots are both locally based bands. So Mm -hmm. they really, they came out and showed their support, not only for the community, but for the cause. And like they, it was all free too. So like. For the cause of, of. Against the city council, just to be clear. Yes, exactly. But yes. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I mean, we're seeing, it's funny because we're seeing people actually care about what's going on with local government in a way that I think a lot of folks after the 2016 election were worried about engagement for people with local governments because there was that wave initially of folks who were like trying to run for local office and things like that and it was all really cool but there's a number of things happening at the local level like because local papers are getting shuttered or bought out by like hedge funds and being tanked on purpose essentially there has been less of a journalistic presence yeah. at like city council meetings and all of these small places where like big decisions ultimately get made so it's really cool actually to see that like protesters and people who are civically engaged are checking out what's going on at these meetings and seeing things like, oh, Greenwood Village said what now? Yeah, exactly. And actually, like, bringing it to the attention of, to the point where it actually gets on the local news. Exactly. Um, when, in reality, like, if nobody had been paying attention to what was going on at those city council meetings, like, it could have just slipped under the radar. That's why I love um, Nine News, because every single event that I have been to, uh, protest, car protest, what have you, Nine News has been there and they've showed up. Like they That's did, awesome. they did mess up a little bit at the Elijah McLean protest at the at the municipal center because they were actually showing people's license plates that were trying to leave the protest. So that's kind of an oopsie doopsie on their part. But like for the most part, like they're the place I heard about Greenwood Village 
what they decided to do. So, you know, it's, there's going to be a balance. There's got to be a balance. We're all humans. We all make mistakes. And that was a big mistake, they're, but. They're, yeah, they're doing, they're doing good, they're doing good work. And um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing about like local news is that there are things, again, with the same thing that shutters, you know, some of our local papers, you see uh, some of these media corporations that own these local news stations now that sometimes force them to say things in a certain way or mm-hmm. read copy that's, you know, directly inflammatory uh, for the purpose of serving their corporate overlords. And Nine News right. seems to have mostly stayed out of that fray. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, for as far as the integrity of their work goes, like, they've, they've consistently stayed on top of it. So, yeah, that's... It's good to know that, like, because I noticed Seven News kind of does a lot of things that are very right-sided. Our lo- local Channel Seven here does mm. other their local news station. My mom stopped watching them because they tend to be very right-sided <laughs> on a lot of things, and it's like, ooh, mm. yeah. So at least we have good people out there that are organizing these events that are that are reporting on them properly, and then you know we got people like us that are trying to keep everybody up to date. So. And that's that's what's going on in our little corner of the world. Yeah. What um, uh, I think. What Disney sequels do you want to watch this week, Caitlin? <laughs> oh Jesus! I mean, I don't know if anything's going to reach the heights of Cinderella three. That's fair. I mean, we could watch the Beauty and the Beast Christmas special. It's pretty good. It's pretty dang good. To be fair, I've seen I've seen that one before. It's actually really fun. It's so good. We could just watch it for prosperity, like posterity i can words um because it's you can lot, words? Just little we, we can just get a little fun with those uh disney sequels yeah. yeah yeah we can keep going down that trail yeah i mean it's <laughs> content uh, for days know, frankly what isn't a disney sequel at this point that's fair i'm pretty sure disney owns everything now right i've already railed on how much uh i didn't like dark phoenix when i watched it the other day because i finally got around to it and i was like this is possibly the worst movie i've ever seen oh my god gosh i we haven't Uh, watched that one yet i haven't i don't know if i can bring myself to do it but nope it's okay you don't have to i suffered for you thank you you did it so we don't have to that's correct. It was bad. <laughs> <sighs> we didn't even talk about Bennigan's. That'll be our talk. That's it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting the sleepies over here, I think, on I my know, side I'm of gonna, the fence. I'm going to dream about mozzarella sticks because I don't go. think I can fit those into my new food logging for right. the day. <laughs> <sighs> Tomorrow you can have Bennigan's your one and mozzarella meal. sticks and Robert Pattinson smoking in the bathroom like it's the goddamn Met Gala. Yes. We'll bring him. Come on the pod, Robert Pattinson. Robert, what are you doing? Like, what, Robert, what are you? What, what are you doing right now? That's more important than this. Hit us up with this. your weird bisexual sitting that was happening on Christopher Nolan's set that he said no one could sit at. I mean, we can find a way. Um, <laughs> we, if there is a, if we fit the bi and pan community, the queer. Let's just do with the umbrella, the queer community as a whole. If, if we, we fit, we, we fucking sits, y'all. <laughs> And Robert Pattinson, you're you're welcome to to join us in our box. <laughs> come in our box. Oh, <laughs> come wow. in our box. So that's our episode this week. Please like, review, and subscribe. You can find Trisha and myself on the internet in various forums. I'm gonna go You'll bury myself in a box now. Um. <laughs> And apparently Robert Pattinson is welcome to come right into Trisha's box. Mm. All right, everyone have a great week. (laughs) Bye. Bye.